Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It's hour three. Big energy. Mark Sanchez, 30 minutes from now in studio. Can't wait for that. Live in L.A., it's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, what a great weekend of football. Now we have to take a deep breath. We're going to have two classic matchups. Very exciting, though. Classic? Niners? Niners? Lions? Classic? Classic. Favorite underdog. Yeah. Motown. By the way, you know how many playoff wins Brock Purdy has now? As many as Cam Newton. Oh, sorry for doing that. One more than Dak Prescott. Well, You love a good quarterback win stat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Bills fell to the Chiefs yet again in the playoffs. And I'll admit, I was surprised the way Kansas City played. I thought Buffalo had a chance since they weren't earlier this year as dependent on Josh Allen this season. They developed a run game. They drafted and developed new weapons. Dalton Kincaid, James Cook, Khalil Shakir. They could blow you out. They could win close. They felt more efficient. They fired their OC. They were on track. It really felt like something. And they did so much well against Kansas City. Three 75-yard touchdown drives. They had more first downs and more total plays and dominated time of possession. And they were great in the red zone. And they had, I mean, look, at third down, they were 7 of 14. And they were at home And yet yesterday, they reverted back to Josh Allen, save us. They put up the bat signal. They needed him to 39 pass attempts, 12 rushing attempts. They had to, he had to overcome a weird fake punt call. Couple of big drops by receivers. Couldn't stop Kansas City's run game. Much of that due to injuries. Kicker missed a game-tying field goal. This was the Buffalo I thought was in the rearview mirror. I mean, I don't have a problem with a quarterback having to make some throws or occasionally go to his feet and have to move. But good God, it was the sixth time in 10 Bills playoff games that Josh Allen's had to be the leading rusher. The Bills' window is not officially closed. Josh Allen's still in his prime. It's still a well-run operation. But it does feel like it shut a little. Let's be honest. Kansas City now 3-0 in their head in the playoffs. You can see the way the Bills on that last drive where they're running James Cook into the line. They're just trying to eat up the clock. They're thinking about Mahomes when their offense is on the field. That's the way it works with Buffalo. Again, 
bat signal, save us. I thought they'd moved out of that. Some new weapons. O-line had a good year. They were running the ball, not Josh dependent. And then yesterday they were. He just could not overcome their mistakes. And I could spend the next 10 minutes hammering the bills. But let's talk about Kansas City. The winners, again, in this fateful January matchup for Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes did not have to carry the team. A very clean, efficient, and tidy 17 of 23. No picks in his last five playoff games. He's 5-0. and The run game, dominant in the second half. They barely had the ball in the first half, yet only trailed on the road 17-13. to Like Gronk, Travis Kelsey, aging, nope. Big play, Travis Kelsey. How about MVS? Who knew? He made big plays. In fact, Kansas City, and it's just shocking because we watched them all year long, and we were frustrated all year long, and they were making mistakes all year long. But the Chiefs had eight plays yesterday of 20 or more yards. The Bills had none. Isn't that remarkable considering what we watched from both teams this year? Kansas City averaged 7.7 yards a play. That's more than any offense has averaged all weekend long. Smart, well-coached, efficient. And this is what champions, I guess, do. All year long, we watch them cobble together drives and find a way to win. And there were some ugly Sundays. Yet in the biggest moment, in the biggest game, Kansas City players played above themselves. All year long, Travis Kelsey, limping, aging, distracted. No, not really at all. He was amazing and wide open. They call it the heart of a champion. What it felt like to me was the rising of a perceived dead champion. Everybody had the shovels, myself included. I just thought this was a vulnerable Kansas City team. But do you realize they only faced five third downs all game? They were so efficient, they didn't need third down. The Bills, for the record, were very good on third down. But Kansas City didn't panic. Only a couple of penalties. They're like the Patriots dynasty, except they have a quarterback who occasionally throws sidearm. Pass protection, again, excellent. Mahomes, efficient. Running game, dominant. Coaching, excellent. If McCole Hardman doesn't fumble at the one, this baby would have been put to bed earlier. Here's Josh Allen after. Sucks. Losing sucks. Losing them, losing anybody at home sucks here there it doesn't matter um you just losing sucks i don't know what else to say i think it's just again we gotta gotta find a way to score one more point than they do by the way andy reed and we know he's a great coach deserves a lot of credit this offensive line Greg Cosell came on earlier this year and said, Mahomes doesn't trust the offensive tackles here. Do you realize Mahomes has yet to be sacked in 64 playoff dropbacks? I don't think it's a coincidence that many of those players for Kansas City who had struggled, we had doubted, rose in the biggest moment of the season. And that's got to be coaching, among other things, from Andy Reid. Well, um, sometimes we confuse a great story with a great team. Let's talk Detroit Lions. Like Joe Flacco in Cleveland. Everybody's like, oh, that, that was a great story. He wasn't having a great year. Houston Texans season. That's not a great team. It's a great story. C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans. And these Lions, they're a great story too. But um, this roster... That pass rusher, that running back, that tight end, that safety, these weapons, Detroit can match San Francisco player for player. Not quite as old, but arguably just as good as just as deep. The star of the Lions is not the quarterback, though he's been excellent, or the coach, and he's been surprisingly good. It's the front office. The Lions' rookies are Pro Bowl level. Their second, third-year players are some of the best players in the league. Sam Laporta could be the second-best tight end. Panay Sewell, Aiden Hutchison, Jameer Gibbs. 
Like, he's as dynamic and twitchy as any running back in the league. The last three drafts, they've hit minimum six home runs. Not just good rookies, good second-year guys, like top of the league good. And Jared Goff, with time to throw, we saw this in Los Angeles. He's really, really good. He wins a lot. He's now in his second NFC Championship game. It's not all McVay, believe it or not. Don't confuse Detroit with a Cinderella story. You know, that, uh, that small college basketball team at a private school in the South that gets to the Sweet 16. No, that's not what this is. Detroit has dudes at safety, linebacker, tight end, offensive tackle, running back, wide receiver. They got dudes everywhere. And they're doing championship things. They draft, they're patient, they develop, they found a quarterback. They protected him. They added weapons. They don't have great corners. You can beat them deep. But, I mean, Baltimore doesn't have great corners, and San Francisco doesn't. The truth is, all four teams going forward, you could say one of their weaknesses, corners, maybe outside of Kansas City, but that's a weakness in the National Football League. The NFC Championship is where Detroit has landed, and it's actually where they belong. One of the cool things about this team is you saw it coming. We picked them to win the division. You picked them to win the division. And so often, hope and optimism fade in January, right? The Cinderella stuff. That's not what this is. This is what championship teams do. Draft, develop, get guys. They have overspent in free agency. No dumb moves. It's smart. It's tough. It's relentless championship-level football. And I don't know what the odds makers think, but I think they're a younger version of San Francisco with a better quarterback. I think they got dudes absolutely everywhere. And here's their coach, the inspiring Dan Campbell, after. You guys are unbelievable, man. I'm telling you, we talked about it all, all year. This started a long time ago. You're built for this. Do you know how hard it is to win this league in the playoffs? Yes, sir. Do you understand what you're doing right now? What we're capable of? That's two. All right, that's two. We got two to go. All right, J-Mac, the line on Detroit at San Francisco is? It was seven this morning. I'm seeing some six and a halves now, so some yeah. early money on Detroit. I like Detroit in the points. Possibly off the report uh, that Debo Samuel's 50-50 to yes. play. If Debo does not that, play, that is a down-to-the-wire 24-23 yeah, game. Shanahan has an entire week to prepare, mm. cook up stuff without him. It's oh, not like okay. a mid... When you lose a mid-game, then it's like, hey, right. Conley, you got three passes all season. Get so you there. like the Niners on this I do, one. Yeah. I like, I like the favorites here. And, uh, and, and um, what's the other one? Three and a half. Baltimore minus three and a half. I, I should probably stop betting against Andy Reid. Yeah, that, that would be smart. But, um, and they have blown out San Francisco, Miami, Detroit, Seattle. Like, quality teams blew them out. <laughs> They're really... But I will say this. The Rams went to Baltimore and went back and forth. So you can, you can move the ball on them through the air, which Kansas City can do. But oh, really? They can? They can? Well, I, I don't want to take... I feel like Kansas City just has Buffalo's number, and it's a little bit in Buffalo's head. Nobody's in Baltimore's head. I, uh, that that yeah. idea that, well, Lamar in the playoffs, nonsense. Just because you don't win your first couple of tries. Peyton Manning went a while before he won in the playoffs. True, but couldn't you say this was basically the Chiefs? This performance was an outlier from what we've seen all season oh, from no their offense. question. Yeah. I mean, All they, they do they is drop perfect. passes. Yeah. yeah, they're inept most of the season offensively with the receivers and pass catchers, yeah. and then everything fell together. In Buffalo, I feel bad for the Bills fans. Like it's a like. No, they're great fans. You said the Super Bowl window's not closed. It's uh, not closed, bro. Is Diggs coming back? You can. I like Shakir. That ship has sailed. He's. he's I, I like, uh, like the tight end. Kincaid's good. Cooks excellent. Shakir, the kid from Boise State, he's excellent. They have good players. I like. I think Buffalo's fine. They overspend on Von Miller. Big, you know what? These free agent signings. What about their safeties? Those guys are old. We caught. Well, you can draft those. It's called uh, April NFL Draft. You could draft a safety. All right. uh, we'll see. I don't think it's closed. They got too good of a quarterback. Third in the division next year. Third. New England shot, and well, we Aaron, know that. We but... don't. Do you really think Aaron's going to get through a season with that old line? 
They got to clean that thing up. Miami, Miami is a regular season team, so they'll win the division. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. When your business reaches a certain scale, challenges begin to surface. You need a tailored solution, and that's NetSuite.com slash Herd. Check out their popular KPI checklist. J-Mac here is talking all nonsense during the break. He's like, I can see Baltimore 37, Kansas City 13. And I said, what's the over-under? Yeah, it's like and, 44 and a half, 45. Yeah, so it's, it, it's going to be a 24-20 game. These two defenses are way too good to give up 35, 36 points. These, Probably. These are, these are good defenses. Fast. But this is a league where good offense always beats good defense, right? Yeah, but I mean, the Texans slowed down the Ravens for a half. I don't think there's a flawless offense. I mean, again, it, 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 Mark Andrews coming back for the Ravens at tight end. It's like an all-star team with Zay Flowers, OBJ, Lively. Yeah, the Texans, we haven't really drilled down on this, but if you watch that first half, you know, D'Amico Ryans comes from San Francisco. We don't blitz. We get pressure with four. They blitzed all over the place, and Lamar didn't know where it was coming from. They were rattled. It worked for a half. Well, now we've seen that. Lamar's like, okay, we've now seen that. So what do the Chiefs do? They can't get pressure with four. Linebackers aren't great. Gay got hurt, left the game. Like well, I don't know what can do. Kansas City's offense has Patrick Mahomes, so Kansas City's takeaway is we're going to extend drives, and you're not going to have the field position you had. So Kansas City sometimes the other side of the ball does you favor. Yeah. So I I I don't I don't see either offense lighting it up, and I like both offenses. I love both quarterbacks. It feels close, low scoring, very physical. Um, what's my staff right now? So the Ravens in the NFL this year were first, the Chiefs were second in top two scoring defenses in the league. I just don't, I don't see a lot of points. These defenses are... Which job does the kid McDonald, the guy from McDonald from uh, Baltimore, defensive coordinator, he, he, unbelievable season, slowing down all the Shanahan folks. Is he getting the Titans job or the Panthers job? Which one is it? Because he's got to get one of those. I would stay in Baltimore. Why would I want those two jobs? I don't have a quarterback. 
that well, you, I mean, Bryce Young maybe, but these 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 head coaching jobs when you don't you think give me a, even perfection exists, you could just wait. All oh, the perfect. I'm not job. asking for is. perfection. I'm asking for a franchise quarterback, a B to a B plus guy. <laughs> Bryce Young didn't uh, a year well, ago. At this again, time? we have to give him one more year. It was not promising. <laughs> J Mac with the news. <laughs> no, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the herd line. I like how you're the good cop, and now I'm the bad cop here on Monday. Well, Bryce Young, not promising. (laughs) Well, you you come in here hot, and as uh, your mentor, I feel a responsibility to be the cooler and chill it out. All right, well, try cooling me down on this one. So Brock Purdy was, uh, you know, struggling. He was on the struggle bus for the first three quarters, and then the final drive happened. And clutch Brock Purdy delivered. <laughs> I mean, it was Joe Montana-esque. Oh, he looked like Tom Brady out there. Just an unbelievable performance. And by, by the way, he got the, the monkey off Kyle Shanahan's back. Remember, he hadn't won any games when trailing entering the fourth quarter uh, by at least five points. Purdy spoke about how important the comeback was. We were all like, all right, this is it. You know, this is our season. And so um, for us to capitalize like that was huge for all of us. And then obviously for myself as a quarterback, like it's good for confidence and all that. But um, we have too many good players, man, on this team. So many players that are difference makers and we got a great defense. And so for us to not find a way, um, just wasn't. it's not right. So um, for us to finally have a game like this and, and pull through at the end was, was huge for all of us. They need to get that D-line, that pass rush going, because Detroit's going to bring one. they they got to bring it. A lot of, you can bring in Chase Young's over and Hargrave. you got a lot of guys. And that, that Green Bay, Jordan Love had some time. Just because you got a big name. I'm just saying San Francisco's got a lot of good players. But if Debo doesn't play, and I saw McCaffrey rubbing his calf, it's like, watch out here now. Yeah. Greenlaw was unbelievable. I mean, that He's, guy's all over the field. <laughs> I was literally... When he made the interception, the second one, I'm like, bro, get down. Yeah, yeah, just, just go down, yeah, yeah. Take please. Take it's over. I'm curious to see what they do with Gibbs, because Gibbs, man, out of the backfield, he is shifty. And, um, you he, know, Greenlaw, that's a tough matchup yeah. for him. He's beyond shifty. He yeah. is. There's a, little, there's a little Reggie Bush. There's a little Adrian Peterson. And he's tough, it. too. He can lower the shoulder on Dude, he yeah. is 0 to 60 in one step. Yeah, like, I'm going out of bounds on most of those because I don't want the contact. But yeah. he's lowering the shoulder. He's going Pacheco no, on He is yeah. really good. The and next the up, Lions C- got nothing but crap for drafting him in the first round. Yeah, yeah, no. For sure. Uh, it was a good pick. Next up, C.J. Stroud. You know, he had a great rookie season. Kind of ended with a thud. No offensive touchdowns yeah. in the loss to the Ravens. Stroud said he's still not satisfied with how his first season went. I know where I come from in college, like, if you don't win at all, like, then it's kind of a fail. So that's kind of like the mindset I have. Um, I think we have the capability. We have the team to do it. I know, um, yeah, it's a, it, we come up short, you know. So, like, you can't look back and like, dang, like, we ain't do nothing special. You got to, of course, like, really look back and, and, and smile throughout everything. But at the same time, like, it's like, dang, man, what, what if? And that, that was, that's the worst feeling, you know, just having regrets. What if, what if I did this? What if I did that? You know, so um, just learning experiences. Listen, they need about six more dudes. They have to have another draft class, another free agency class. They're about six guys off, and that'd be fine. They're got to feel great. They're not, they just don't have enough. They don't have enough guys to beat a Baltimore right now. So if Stefan Diggs hits the market, and I, you know, we'll see. Be very it, interesting. Do you make a move on him? I know I, you got Tank Dell and Nico Collins and all these. No, it'd be good to have a veteran big name now. AJ Brown, I don't know. In Philly, like well, I, I'm for spending money on offense. Well, when you have a quarterback on the rookie deal, just go yeah. spend money. No, I, Stephon Diggs would be good get. I mean, yeah, a veteran receiver with those young guys. Yeah, I like that idea. And final story: Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy will both be back for next season. The Cowboys will reportedly discuss a contract extension with Dak. He's been wanting that for a while. They are not expected to give one to McCarthy. Sounds like he's going to be what they call a lame duck coach. I, that was such a weird announcement. Why? Why put that out there? Like, if you're not going to extend him, he, you don't. Why make an announcement? Every, every you don't want to have all the players know <laughs> this guy benches you. I, I don't think you need to announce that Mike McCarthy's not coming back. So he's coaching for his job every week. I don't season. like that. Just, just don't talk about it. <laughs> Jerry, hey, don't talk about McCarthy. Your coach and his contract. Just don't. Well, it's not a college coach where it can hurt recruiting. We don't need to have press conferences about my coach's contract status. Like in college, I get it. Like you want an extension, you want it to keep rolling over so, you know, Dabo Swinney or somebody can't come and say, well, that coach, he's got one year left on his deal. 
professional coaching who gives a rip. You know after every loss next season Dallas has, yeah, we're going to be like, all right, so who's next? Is it Deion Sanders? Should they get Ryan Day after he wins a national championship at Ohio State? Because they will win the title next year. Like That's well, what we're going to do. How do you know they're going to lose? They may just... No, uh, no. I, he's I, got a Miami Dolphins feel to him. Come on. Bottom line is, this is not good for McCarthy at all. I just don't... I don't like making an announcement for any employee. This will be Bob's last year at the company. How about it's Bob's last year at the company without a press release? Just let it just bake, and we'll watch what happens. You're, I don't think you're empowering a coaching staff. Yeah, what feel. about all his underlings on the staff? Well, geez. Well, they're, not, got, they're more than underlings. Well, all they're, the guys who work with him, his lieutenants, like they're like, they're Mike, not, we don't have any jobs to They're not fry cooks here at a fast food joint. They're actually competent. Well, what if Fox doesn't show you the love? Do I need to start to get worried and be like, well, no. geez. Well, let me tell you something. I'm you on the you show. should be worried now after that segment. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Mack with with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line Underlings. You mean Dan Quinn, Super Bowl coach? Yeah. Let's bring him on. Mark Sanchez, who has to put up with our nonsense. Fox Sports NFL analyst. It's great to see Mark Sanchez, as always. He comes in a little hot on a Monday. Oh, man. You fired up. Those those bets didn't come through, I can tell. <laughs> he sometimes lets his bets get in the way of his emotions you, on a Monday. If you are never, you leveraging the college tuition, or what's going on here? Do we need call. to have a deeper... They have hotlines for stuff yeah. like this. Yes, they do. So... Um, you know, I, I said, and I, I want you to give us your experience. It's very, Usually I watch a team play, especially a high-profile team like Kansas City. I've seen them play a lot. And they had some issues throughout the year. And then suddenly they cleaned them all up for the playoff game. Oh. And I was like, where are the drops? Where are the penalties? Where's the protection issues? I was blown away by the fact that they could cinch all their issues up in that high-leverage situation. The really good teams with experience like that, with a head coach like Andy Reid and his – tenure there don't forget he's taken two franchises to multiple super bowls championship games like this is high level i mean he's it right Right. in 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 coaching they find a way to avoid beating themselves and whatever it takes i mean kelsey had some drops the last few weeks yeah dude's nails right and the biggest moments on the biggest stage they find a way and it doesn't always have to be the big sexy plays downfield mahomes doesn't have to throw for 400 yards i mean what was he, 17 of 24, something like that? You know, he's no, yeah, I mean, he's 17 completions. Crazy. Yeah, like nothing crazy, not over 20 completions, which you kind of expect right. from him. But it was going to be that kind of game. They knew Buffalo was it's a blue-collar team. There's a tough team. There's a tough environment. Whatever it takes, we got to go get this win. And the formula for victory was a little different than maybe a shootout with some other teams where it was going to be 45 to 43, last second, field goal wins the game kind of deal. And so they've adapted their mentality, and they just find a way to do it. 15 is unbelievable. I mean, give me his stats. We have a full screen of his stats. He's played 16 games now in the playoffs. Look at this. That's, so a, for that's a full regular season. Of playoff football. Of against, against just playoff football. Teams. Against good teams. There's no slouches on here. Okay. Okay, you're playing the top 12 teams or top 10 teams before right. the and playoff best change. coordinators. Best coordinators, best quarterback. Like, this is the best of the best, and that's essentially like an MVP season. <laughs> 38 touchdowns, 7 picks. Are you kidding me? I mean... And, and, you have to remember... And this might not be the best team he's been on in six years. By the way, six straight AFC Championship games? It's, we went the first two years. That was exhausting. Like, that's exhausting. What it's a lot getting that far in the playoffs. He's done it six years in a row. These guys that do it year after year, like Tom Brady and Mahomes, year after year, your season goes so long. Right, right. I mean, there's guys starting to work out now for next season, <laughs> and these guys are still playing. So, I mean, this is now, and, and it's an my, incredible run, man. My, my takeaway is Buffalo's fine. The window's not closed. But I do think— You hope. I thought we were fine after year two. We didn't sniff the playoffs after that. We went eight and eight, and then it wasn't even close. And what? So, I, I mean, now that was a different situation, but you just assume, just like CJ Stroud said, you know, it felt kind of like a failure. Like we didn't, you just assume you're going to be right back there. You know, Josh Allen and the Bills assume they're going to be right back well, there. And, and all Super signs, Bowl loser. there you go. Yeah. All signs point to those things, yeah. but you just never know. Coordinators change, head coaching change, personnel change, boom. Pretty soon you're on another team. You're like, whoa, 
wait, what just happened? We were just there. <laughs> what, what happened? You right. know, so th- there's no guarantee. That's why these these losses at this point in the season are just like, oh, it's just a gut punch, man. I feel for these guys. You, I was saying this. I, we all know Kyle Shanahan forgets more football in a day than I've known my whole <laughs> life. So I would say this. And I think all great coaches, um, they have strengths, they have weaknesses. And coaches, Jimmy Johnson would tell you, this is what I was sure. good at, this not as much. And so with Kyle Shanahan, he, he loves it, that play sheet. Mm-hmm. And he's loyal to it. And the criticism I've heard from people that really know the Niners is sometimes Debo gets hurt. It's raining. Brock struggling with uh, ball protection. Sometimes you want a coach to go, hey, this isn't working. We're going to adapt here. I thought San Francisco kind of stayed to, okay, we're going to spread it out. And all of a sudden it's like, well, Debo's gone. That's not as effective. Is it a fair criticism to say that sometimes coaches, the really good ones, they stick to that play sheet. They're absolutely sure it's going to work. They may be a little less willing to move off it over the course of a game, or is that just nonsense? No, I, I don't think it's complete nonsense, but I don't – I think my, my biggest criticism of the 49ers, who I think are the best in the league um, and are right where they're supposed to be, um, is if you look back at the game, and I think I think Shanahan might admit this if you really had to like pin him down and right. make him say it, but like I just thought they would have run the ball a little bit more. I thought they threw it a little more than I anticipated. That's right. But they also weren't nearly as efficient on first and second down as they had been. Yeah. And it, it felt like a lot of third and longs. It felt like um, they were pressing a little bit at times. I think we have a great clip of Brock showing that he's pressing a yeah. little bit. I think some of the situations are supposed to dictate, you know, you have a read and, and, a, and a progression on yeah. certain plays. Depending on the situation of the game, you throw that out the window, and there's a certain way you handle those plays in certain situations. Right. Even though I know what it says on day one of right, our right, install right. sheet of the playbook. This is number one. This is number two. This is number three. Here's the design coverage we want this play for. Well, all that doesn't matter when it's third and ten as right. opposed to first and ten in the middle of the right. field. Fourth quarter, how many timeouts are left, how much time's on the clock. All that stuff matters. And so I just felt like they played themselves into a position where, oh, shoot, we got we to gotta make up some ground. They needed a game-winning drive by yeah. Brock Purdy and the team. So I don't think they wanted that to be their formula to win, <laughs> but it ended up being that way, and they have the talent and the personnel to handle it. And then when it came time to, you know, real crunch time, yeah. they executed at a high level and made it. But I think there's some, you know, plenty of criticism to go around there, but nothing fatal, nothing they can't overcome. So, um, you know, credit to them for finding a way when it wasn't your best. You know, your fastball is not really, yeah. you know, hammering people. Like, you're not getting all the strikeouts you're used to. Okay, well, let's see what we got with our off-speed stuff, and we'll figure it out. And, yeah. and I thought they found a way to do it. You know, Green Bay is interesting because uh, Jordan's a little more farve than Aaron. Aaron, I always thought of as... I think the last throw pushes that narrative harder, too, but yes. He, Aaron was very precision-based. Mm-hmm. Um Brett was a little more make-a-play-based. Yeah, more post-snap. Yeah, and I feel Jordan's a little bit of that. I'm totally comfortable with it because I do think he follows the coaching. Um, Like all quarterbacks, you know, Josh Allen can be erratic. I I love it. Is there anything about Jordan Love that would worry you? He can sail it. He can be a tad erratic. I mean, what Um, do you see? No, I, I loved his progression. The, the last part of the season, the final six, seven games. I mean, the guy was playing at his best and Why? they found, uh, I think his uh, timing, I think the elevation of players around him, I think uh, the wicks, the reads, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, maybe not as much Watson, but dubs for sure. Yeah. All those guys really improved and took the next step in their progression. And I think that helped him. The two tight ends, uh, Kraft and Musgrave yeah. really came a lot. I mean, those guys came out of nowhere. We yeah. called one of their games against the Chargers, and the Chargers, you know, were struggling all game, and the Packers end up like overtaking them. But at no point you thought, okay, this is a playoff team in Green Bay. Right. You watch them towards the end of the year, and I'm like, man, these guys look a lot different than the right. game I called. Right. So obviously something was happening there, and it was going in the right direction. They didn't get the results they wanted, but the process was right. So I think his process is right. I love his mechanics. If anything, I mean, the biggest criticism is that last throw just that decision right first and 10 game on the line at least exhaust all four of your downs you know what i mean at at worst case you go oh for four on that drive and that's it you turn over on downs and and game over nobody's going to be you know like god you blew it nobody's going to say what if we had another down well maybe i mean maybe somebody catches the ball maybe somebody misses a tackle it's just the way kansas city forces you to defend them every down. That's good. And point. we're going to use, we're going to exhaust every, all of our opportunities. Right. You're going to have to stop us every single time. <laughs> and we're not going to hurt ourselves, right? Like, yeah. 
you just give up those Mahomes three plays. No playoff. And, yeah, and who knows what happens on those next three plays? You know, guys get injured, guys yeah. fall down, guys run into each other. Crazy stuff happens every single play. So that would be one of them is that decision because it was clearly just a dis- bad decision. Yeah. To throw that ball, and then the other stuff, I would just really hammer his mechanics in the pocket because it gets a little loose with his footwork and yeah. stuff. But it's you know the 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 result is there and the arm talent's so good. You're like, okay, I'm good with that. I just want to keep you. Right. Let's not get too far off the rails here. But he is one impressive player, and what a heck of a first season for him. Um, Nice performance by Baker. You know, it's um, the thing I like about Jared Goff, and I think the Rams now regret it. They kind of blamed him for some stuff. And the the truth was um, the Rams... When they got to that Super Bowl, it wasn't one of McVay's greatest coaching matchups against Belichick. Sure. He sort of got worked in that. I, I do like, I do like sort of Jared sort of proving to everybody this. I'm part of this too. Like there was this, Goff succeeds because of McVay. And sure. I remember watching him win a shootout against Mahomes on Monday Night Football one yeah. time. I'm like, okay, it can't all be Mah- it can't all be McVay. Yeah. Take me to the process. Is you know somebody else gets credit, you're doubted. Jared's not a big he's not gonna he's not a self-promoter at all yeah. I mean literally he lives in Bay here you never see him I mean that was his chance he bounced the Rams out of the playoffs that was his chance to say see you know what I mean like I'm better or whatever right I think bottom line is the trade worked out for both teams yeah. <laughs> both organizations right. both individual players it worked out great I think um he has an incredible team around him. And other than maybe the one throw early in the game, it was like first or second drive of the game, the interception that the Bucks should have had in the end zone. Yeah. Other than that throw, my man was nails. Yeah. And it's his body language. It's his demeanor. He's just um, handling everything in stride. I mean, just wore that trade on the chin for like two years and yeah. doubted and doubted and doubted. And Dan Campbell breathed some life into the kid. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that too is his offense coordinator, Ben Johnson, and also his quarterback coach, Mark Bruneau, was with us. Great quarterback in his own right. Oh, yeah. Uh, national champ at Washington. Yeah. Um, and he was one of our quarterbacks in the room with us, with the Jets, for my last two years there, or last three years there. And when you talk about a guy who can coach body language and your attitude and demeanor and pump you up in the right situations, be the you know shoulder to cry on when you're just gutted and you just blew it um you know when you lose a game the guy you run to right away i mean he was that guy for me personally mark brunel and he has been so good for jared and his approach his demeanor his footwork you can tell what they're working on everything you see on tape you can tell i can't (laughs) i I know what drills they're doing one because i know brunel and two because i've worked with them hard man in the off season you know during the season like this guy this guy had us over his house with his whole family, all the quarterbacks, like every Tuesday for pizza night when we get the game plan and we have pizza night with the Brunel family. Like we were one of their family, me, Kevin O'Connell, Mark Brunel. Like he's that kind of guy to put his arm around you and be your dad, big brother, uncle at the right time, you know? And, um, and then he'll tell you straight up too. He'll find you for, we, he used to find me for palms up. When you look to the sidelines and you big time your coach because you didn't hear something, instead of going like this or looking like, if you go palms up, he's like, you don't big time the coordinator like that, ever. You don't do that in front of thousands of people, millions of people watching the TV. If you go palms up again, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine your butt. So I'm like, what? <laughs> so and the fine it does money makes sense. No, totally. It's a total big time move. It's not cool to the coordinator, right? When you look over, oh man, like pass the blame. No, dude, own it. Wear it. Give me one of these. Say it again, please. Call timeout. Figure it out appropriately, like a professional. Don't embarrass anybody else. You know, that was his. He's an old school dude, man. And so the fine money would go to our quarterback dinner at the end of the year. <laughs> so it was good, though. Yeah, that was like 100 bucks a pot, man. <laughs> no more of that. Okay, Brock Purdy, we got some footage. After the break, Mark Sanchez on a Monday. We love having him, The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Mark Sanchez joins us. So we were talking, um, it, it got a massive audience. Not surpri- It was so funny. So my wife doesn't love sports, and she's like, I, I can't watch this game anymore. It's getting too close. <laughs> I said, honey, that's the opposite of what. That's when you stand up and watch closer to the TV. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Your arms She's folded. like, how do you watch this stuff? I mean, So it was a funny game because I didn't really, in a weird way, I was kind of like not rooting against Green Bay, but I'm like, this feels like San Francisco's roster in time. It's getting sure. old. And then I started finding myself just so enamored with Green Bay's young players. I'm like, this is fun. Um, you've got some Brock Purdy stuff. Um, how did you think overall he played? Listen, I think when it mattered the most, he turned it on, tightened it up, and found a way to win, whether it was with his legs, with his arm. He, he moved him down the field and wins the game. Yeah. Okay, so you can't – the result worked out. I don't think this was his best game. Uh, I think he'd admit this wasn't his best game decision-making-wise. Right. Um, I thought there were a couple throws, and, and we have a really good clip here on third and ten. They got, they got themselves into a lot of third and long. A long. And yeah. Brock Purdy has been um, efficient on third and long by checking the ball down to McCaffrey, Kittle, you know, the underneath stuff, forcing the defense to rally and tackle. But you got to tackle two of the best players in the game. So they end up breaking a tackle, getting a first down. This time, I think he took some chances. And, you know, off the field, my man must be living right. He seems like a pretty clean-cut dude. So when you complete some of these kind of balls, you look at the film the next day, you're like, dang, everything in your life is in order, big guy, because this doesn't happen. So when we roll this clip, you're going to see it's third and 10. Uh, They're going to get into a four-by-one situation with McCaffrey. And most importantly, third and 10, you (laughs) – you got to understand this four by one is going to overload a zone. You're going to get split safety coverage. You're going to have Ayuk streaking down the middle. If anything, if you're going to throw it down the field, that's where this ball goes, not to these two deep in routes. Okay. okay. But the progression is Ayuk down the field and alert, then the inside in route to the outside in route down to the back. But if you see that inside in route, that's where he's looking first. I mean, there's three defenders right there playing the sticks deep in their drop. The backers have expanded. You never throw that ball there. You throw this ball to McCaffrey. Look at how much space he has out in the flat you immediately cut your read short and dump it to McCaffrey and he's done this a million times so I know he can do it I'll tell you what you don't do you don't throw it into a defensive team meeting okay look there's the coordinator assistant coordinator and the linebackers coach standing right there you know what I mean? you don't, oh man shots fired so unfortunately you know for the Packers he completes this but I'll tell you what Juwan Jennings when Debo Samuel went out I mean they might need him this week oh yeah and Brock has faith in him. This, this is football to me. This is where you get away with something that you shouldn't. This is the fadeaway three-pointer where everybody kind of holds their breath and is like, no, no, no. And then it goes in. You're like, right. great throw. Great shot. You, you know? don't think Kyle wanted that throw. I guarantee he got a minus on the decision and the read on his grade. 
I guarantee it because you get footwork <laughs> grades, you get uh, accuracy grades, you know, plus or minus. It's binary, just one or the other, man. You either did it right or you didn't. Is this what we're coaching? Are we allowing this to happen? What are we doing, right? And I'm, of course, I'm being hypercritical. I'm hypercritical of myself when I play. That's the point of the position that the play and the situation, you know, the, the situation trumps the read and the progression of the play the day it was installed in August or that week on yeah, Tuesday yeah. prior to the game. The situation there told me, hey, I got to get this ball down. And Brock knows that. I think I know for a fact he knows that. And he's got to get there because you can't afford any of those chances. Now, credit to Jawan Jennings for saving him. Sometimes the receiver's got to bail you out, make a great catch. You know, Josh Allen would have appreciated a Stephon Diggs big catch at the right time. You know what I mean? Right. So his guy bailed him out. But uh, I love the play design. I love the call. The defensive call was better. And they just happened. They didn't beat the scheme. They made a play. Um, listen, when you're a pro athlete, and you watch Lamar Jackson. What do you what do you make of it? I, I've said it before. I wish I could roll out of bed and run like that. It's <laughs> just one Sunday, just one. It's so instinctive. It's so fluid and um you know, it's like when you watch guys like um who are put on this earth to play this game and play this position like it's so special. And his ability to run, the times they call it, his instincts when he makes the cuts playing off the blocks to the last second, and then his improvement. Remember, he's been an MVP before. It's not like he's reached some plateau and hasn't gotten better because he needed to get better as a pocket passer. Yeah. And he has. He's shown he's progressing. No question. And they have the right balance. I think that's that's a big part, too. Instead of running him as much, I guaranteed earlier in his career he ran the ball way more because that's just what he did. He'd go one, two, boom, I'm out of here. Right. And he kind of pressed. And now, it worked. Now, of course, because he's so dynamic. But as you get older... And it's not like he's slowing down yet. At some point, it'll happen. He's not going to be able to run the way he runs right now. Look at other guys who've aged in the league. But he's improving as a pocket passer, and he's piercing the defense with these big plays downfield, hanging for that extra beat, finding the third and fourth read in his progression instead of just one and two, understanding when to check it down. Um, but you could tell he was – he felt – it was almost like he felt that pressure that everybody was putting on him sure. about this playoff. Oh, he's one and three in the player, whatever his record was. He can't do it. He can't get over the hump. And at halftime, things weren't looking great. And it was like, hey, let's figure this out. I got it. Give me the ball. And that was it, man. Like nobody was touching that guy in the second half. It was impressive. So Mark Andrews, the tight end, comes back. It's interesting when you don't have this great weapon and he's inserted back in a big game. Oh, it's going to be a monster. So do you think they'll put in certain packages for Because when you haven't well, had a guy and yeah. now he's inserted and he's a volume receiver, he has a big game. No doubt. I think even uh, most important is going to be like the conditioning, you know, trying to get him into that football shape as best he can. And he's been ramping that up, I'm sure, over the last month or whenever he's been healthy yeah. enough to move around. So that's going to be huge. And then understanding okay, what's the defense doing? You're going to have plays in your opening script designed to get him the ball as either one or two in the progression just to see what they're going to do. Are they going to double him? Are they going to hit him at the line of scrimmage and then rush? Are they going to assign a specific player to him? Where's uh, Coach Spagnuolo going to go? And that, that to me is the chess match I'm so excited for because what are you going to do with Lamar Jackson? I mean, you know he can move. You've got to try and force him in the pocket, keep him in the pocket and make you beat him with his arm. Uh, all game long. Make him do it 15 times. Drop back, diagnose the defense, move over one, move up one, move up one, move over one, slight movements in the pocket, and force him to get to three and four in his progression as many times as possible while giving him, him as many looks as possible up front. That's line stunts. That's disguised coverage. All that. And if he beats you with his arm, he beats you with his arm. But you can't afford to let him beat you with his legs. And there's going to be some designer runs. So what are you going to do for that? Load the box and let him throw it outside? It's, um, this is, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You said we have a minute left. You said earlier it's exhausting to go this far in the playoffs. I think that's what I'm just kind of blown away by Mahomes. Stamina, is, man. <laughs> he is in the center of this universe for like five years. He kind of took it from Brady. The most discussed. Mm -hmm. The face of the league. And he's just so loose and fun and efficient. Like, there's something about his personality that's unique. That was a big road playoff win. He's in his sixth year, and we're celebrating a road playoff win. He doesn't even know what that's like. <laughs> I don't even know what a home playoff game's like. We never won our division. This dude's been home playoff, like, every <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, it just speaks to his we're, ability we... and the place he landed and the people he learned from. Alex Smith being a huge part of that. I mean, the players around him. Travis Kelsey. How lucky is Roger Goodell? The four quarterbacks. You got the last guy picked. The highly doubted Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. 
and two sensations who like are workaholics. I mean, we got these four quarterbacks this all had different routes. Yes. One guy didn't even have a winning college record. It looks Holmes. completely different for everybody. And they're all one guy's a pocket guy. Yep. One guy. Formula to win. Isn't it great? It's really cool. All right. Mark Sanchez was money today. Mark Schlereth as well. A Colin Wright, Colin Wrong. That'll be on the pod. J-Mac, listen. <laughs> Purdy won. <laughs> no, you're going to hold that against me for some time now. It's the herd. All right. Here we go. Fred Rook and Rodney Peake getting set on a Monday on AM570 LA Sports. I am so looking forward to dinner this week. But we'll get into that later. Uh, Rodney was in Detroit. On TV with the commissioner. Loving life big time. We got to hear that whole story, all right? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Cold, but a lot of fun to be in Detroit and watch the Lions win. Yeah, and I'll tell you, how insane was that city? City, oh my God. The city was so ready. You talk about a town, a city ready for a weekend. Getting ready for the weekend. They were ready for that game. I mean, showing up early, you, everywhere you went on on a Saturday morning and Sunday morning and Saturday night before the game, you just heard people go, let's go Lions. You just heard it in the streets. People that were out just saying, let's go Lions all, all throughout Detroit. So it was a great thing for the city of Detroit. I'm happy for them. Uh, most importantly, I'm happy for Jared Goff, man. I really am. I think the guy took so much, so many beatings been beat up so much over over his career that I'm so happy for him. And, and uh, they got a shot. They got a shot, Fred. All right. So we'll get into that. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, boy, he's a new guy. He made a move last night. I could not believe it. I loved every second of it. We'll talk about the late. <laughs> oh, he's your guy now, Fred? He's your guy? I didn't say that. Oh. I said he made a move last night. Oh. He made a move last oh. night. Uh, Jonathan Quake honored here in Los Angeles. Didn't seem very receptive afterwards. We'll talk about that. Eric Dickerson jumps on the show at 1 o'clock, so he'll be here with us for two hours. And we are giving away tickets to the suite for the Lakers and Clippers tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Somebody is going to the AM570 suite to watch that game. We'll do it between now and 3. We're ready to go on a Monday. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.